You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I hope y'all are having a great weekend, and I'm excited to bring you a special Saturday episode. I don't know if you're recovering from last night, mowing your lawn, headed to the golf course, or anything else that you know you may be up to, but whatever it is, I'm glad you decided to spend a short portion of your Saturday with us. In just a moment, I'm going to kick it over to part two of my interview with the Notre Dame expert himself, Mr. Philly G., If you didn't listen to part one yesterday, I recommend you go hit that one first. Here's why. Yesterday, we talked about the personnel that Notre Dame is bringing to Tallahassee on September 5th. It's a little scary. A lot of four stars, a lot of five stars, a lot of, as Phil would say, freaky athletes. Today, I get into the the nuts and bolts of it and say, okay, what's that going to look like on the field? I ask him what he's afraid of. I ask him where the question marks are. And I'll be honest, it makes me feel a little bit better about the game. So start with yesterday, come back to today. If you've already listened to yesterday, well, don't let me waste any more of your time. Without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to me and Mr. Billy G. Gentlemen, take it away. All right, so let's talk about how it's all going to play out on the field. Actually, let's, let's stay on defense since we have them. We have an unknown question mark at the quarterback position. We've got Jordan Travis had a very solid performance against Notre Dame last year. We also have McKenzie Milton coming off of that devastating leg injury, taking two years to recover, transferring up to Florida state. He was a Heisman contender, but at one point, and it remains to be seen how well he's recovered. But if you watch the spring game, he looks like and claims to be back at a hundred percent. Do you think Notre Dame has a preference of which one of those two they play, the more traditional quarterback or the more athletic running style quarterback? Honestly, they'd probably rather go with Jordan Travis because he's a known quantity at this point. And I think having a quarterback who is is mobile, Notre Dame's defense is pretty athletic and the linebackers are pretty fast. So having someone even just be a rough spy and forcing him to try to throw the ball would probably be that game plan. We have a guy like Mackenzie Milton, who is a very solid runner, a dynamic passer, who hasn't played football in a couple of years, you know, preparing for that as when you just don't know how healthy he's going to be or what he's going to be like is really interesting. So, you know, I think if it's Milton, they kind of have a little bit of an opposite strategy where they're going to try to blitz him and, you know, make him uncomfortable and, and see how he reacts to live bullets because he's been away from it for a while. So I think their goal would be to try to shell shock him. Uh, but then again, you run the risk of, you know, a guy who's an absolute gamer, just getting hot and starting to make the team believe early on. So, you know, it's really interesting to see how Marcus Freeman will attack his first game. I think he's probably going to start off a little bit conservatively because they're on the road and don't want, you know, FSU to gain any momentum. So I anticipate some relatively base defenses coming out in the first couple series to let some of the new guys get settled, get a feel for what the new look offense is like at Florida State and then go from there. And so depending on who's who's playing quarterback, I think one will be more of a more of a spy and keep Jordan Travis in the pocket. Versus Mackenzie Milton, like if he's not looking that mobile, let's attack him as much as we can and force, you know, the unknown quantities at wide receiver to try to do something because to date they just haven't done that much, which is again could be great for you guys or could be absolutely miserable. And I think that's some of the excitement about coming into the first game. 
Yeah, I, I actually am very optimistic about this wide receiver core in the same way you were last year with y'all's. When we first met, it was who's going to catch the ball. And y'all had some real breakouts. Our spring game, we had a couple guys who, frankly, put on electric performances. And I think that we, we again, could be pleasantly surprised by the talent there. I would expect Mike Norvell to kind of use that uncertainty to his advantage. He's very good yeah. at playing that chess game. I my money is we won't know a starter until Sunday and I imagine we won't really know a starter until after Sunday because I think he's probably going to have them both on the field both warming up both taking snaps with the first team and that's I think something unique this year that Florida State has I hate to I hate to sound like we're going to I'm saying we're going to rely on gimmicks because I don't mean it that way but we have two substantial advantages in my opinion one not only do you not know who the quarterback is, it's two completely different types of quarterbacks that could come out. And both can kind of do what the other one does best a little bit on their own. It's not a what's his name with the Saints type situation. Um, <laughs> Taysom Hill. When Taysom Hill comes out, you just you know it's a QB power, right? Like, yeah. you know, you know, they're not going to let him throw it. I, and I think, too, is it's Dope Campbell Stadium. It's hopefully going to be a sold out crowd. It's going to be a ton of energy. This very much is Mike Norvell's coming out party and that's nerve wracking. I can't imagine being on that field just as a fan, much less yeah. being, you know, one of the new guys on your offense or defense that has to come out of that tunnel and look around and be like, okay, this is not a, uh, this is not a friendly place <laughs> to play, but Phil, let me ask you this, man. I know you'll be at a wedding. So unfortunately you will not be at the game, but what is going to be keeping you up Saturday night and making you nervous all day Sunday about your defense that you're, you're afraid Florida state might exploit? Um, I think potentially just the cornerbacks. Um, and, and if they're playing a lot of man, um, just kind of getting a little shell shocked in under the bright lights. So we have a freshman or now sophomore Clarence Lewis, Lewis who had a real good freshman season last year. Um, and a newcomer, most likely starting Cam Hart, who was a former, former wide receiver who switched to a uh, cornerback last year who showed some promise. So there's been a lot of buzz of him coming out, but again, it's just, it's just kind of new fresh corners and, and under the big lights. And so um, that, that, that gives me a little, little bit of pause, but I think what will be nice coming out of that is we have, you know, Kyle Hamilton over the top. So you kind of do have that safety blanket of, right. you know, one of the most, uh, probably the most elite safety talent Notre Dame has ever had in its history. Um, sitting up over the top, which can eliminate a lot of those mistakes. But if I had to point out one group right now that gives me a little bit of nerves, it's definitely the corners. Yeah. And I think when I, when I think about this from our perspective, what is going to keep me up Saturday night is going to be the run game. It, we will know very quickly what kind of game it's going to be by if we can run, because last year we were a much improved offense, but we were historically bad on passing downs. If we can't get into third and two, third and three, we're going to have a lot of trouble. And if we let y'all's front seven eat and we end up with a lot of those third and sevens, third and nines, it, it's just, we don't have an offense built to get out of those situations, regardless of who's under center. We don't have the line to hold pass pro. We don't have the receivers that can get open the way they need to. doesn't mean we're a bad team, but there's a reason that those are called passing downs. And there's yeah. a reason most teams are not as good at those as they are at third and short. Hey folks, sorry to interrupt. I know y'all are enjoying the conversation between myself and Mr. Billy G. I promise I'll let you get back to it in just a moment. I need to tell y'all about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is our newest sponsor, but I've actually been a customer for a while. I didn't know they'd become a sponsor, but grabbed a pack of Sweatblock wipes at CVS when I was, well, I was doing what every dude in Florida that 
sweats a lot does. I was sweating profusely all the time, you know, where you like try to put on any color other than navy blue, or you try to wear anything that's not dry fit material and you just are sweating through it before you get even get out of the house. That was me. So I grabbed some sweat block, figured, hey, it's it's worth a try. Wiped it on and it worked. I mean, it's awesome. I would have told y'all about it, even if they weren't sponsoring the show now. Go to sweatblock.com. You can use promo code locked on to get a 20% discount. You can get them on Amazon. You can even get them right in your local CVS. So sweatblock is like a I don't even know exactly how it works. I probably should know that, but y'all know I'm not a details guy when it comes to these things. All I know is get out of the shower, you hit yourself with a sweat block wipe, you sweat a lot less. They've also got a money back guarantee. So if it doesn't work for you, which it will, it will work for you. I promise. If it doesn't work for you though, you can send it back, get your money back and you've literally lost nothing. You're in the same boat as where you started. So sweatblock.com, promo code locked on. Well, let's flip over to the other side of the ball. We talked about your offense pretty extensively. We know the pieces, but let's just bring it together. What do you think Notre Dame is going to be looking to do to what, what kind of identity do you think they're going to be looking to establish early? And what do you think they're going to just go to all game? Like what's, you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, I think they're, I think they're going to come out running the ball hard, um, but trying to get those, the guys, guys in a little bit of space. So, you know, Kyron Williams is coming coming out. He's, a, he's got some preseason All-American buzz. Um, I put in a, a future for him to win the Heisman this year. I don't think he's actually going to do it, but, you know, there's a, you know, might as well throw $10 at that. But, um, you know, the combination of Kyron Williams, who was a great back last year, all truly all-purpose back, um, as well as Chris Tyree, who's a legitimate 4-3 um, guy. I think Florida State fans remember both of them last year just being absolute blurs. But, you know, I think they're going to really try to establish those guys um, because then that just opens everything else up. So, uh, I think it's you're going to see a heavy dose of them early, but probably a lot of some maybe some two back sets even to even put one of them in the slot or rotate them in because I think the goal will be to confuse Norvell's defense is get those get the new guys moving around, get them shifted and exploit some space, and then maybe hit some pop passes to the tight end because Michael Mayer coming in is you know in my opinion the, the best tight end in the country and he's potentially could be Notre Dame's leading receiver. I think he's going to be absolutely dominant. Um, so try to exploit them some matchups there. But then what's really interesting is, is who they're going to get the ball to on the outside. So again, completely new quantities outside of the slot and Avery Davis, who's coming back from like a 25 catch 400, you know, 400 yard year. So again, a solid, solid guy in the slot. But again, outside of that, there's tons and tons of upside talent, but it's all unproven. So, you know, it's going to be hinging on a lot of things. One guy, Kevin Austin, who's kind of been kind of in the waiting for a couple of years, who's dealt with suspension, who's dealt with injury, but he could be the the alpha in that room. Um, and then you have some other guys too, who have a bunch of speed and a bunch of talent, but just aren't necessarily proven yet. So um, I think this is what will be interesting this year. And, and actually kind of nice for the fan base is primarily it's been, they use three, maybe four receivers in part of that rotation where I think this year is going to be going to be six. And there's going to be an opportunity to get some of the younger guys involved. Um, and, and I think Cohen's going to, Cohen is going to be a, probably a beacon for a lot of those guys, because hopefully it's, you know, some RPOs, some quick routes. And I think the goal with, with Cohen is going to be just to get him comfortable early um, and then start hitting some of the play action seam routes or, you know, deeper routes and crossings and things like that. But I don't think people are going to come out and it's going to be, I think the goal for Notre Dame is not to have to come out and have a crazy flashy offense. They want right. to come in, take care of business, establish the run, hit, hit their wide receivers, 
and don't turn the ball over is this is the most important thing. Cause you go in, if you go into, you know, go into that stadium and turn the ball over and give some hope, that's when the game gets real dicey. And so, you know, I think it's going to be about controlling the line of scrimmage and protecting the ball. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't, you can't teach size. You can't teach speed. And as you know, especially if you have a good running game and our linebackers are struggling, that speed gets scary because it lets you clear out the secondary and create a bigger buffer between the linebackers and the secondary. If they have to come up and make plays, hopefully we learn what a run fit is this year. And that's, I mean, that's my biggest fear, right? Is that our linebackers are going to be what they were last year. And if they haven't improved, it's, it's going to be a very long night of seven to 12 yard runs and a lot of that, but you mentioned the turnovers. I mean, turnovers are how our team, our team ate last year. You look at the, the UNC win directly related to turnovers and a blocked punt, even keeping the game close with y'all was directly yeah. related to early turnovers. So I think you're right. It's, you've, you've got to protect the ball. What, what keeps me up at night about this defense is can we win a game this year? Have we matured to the point where we can beat good teams or stay in it with good teams without needing fluky turnovers because a fumble, as you know, is like the most random play in college football. I mean, the way, the way a ball bounces is total nonsense. And sometimes it bounces right into you. Sometimes it doesn't. So we need to be able to not give up seven to 12 yard runs and only give up three to five yard runs. Now, what's your, what's your biggest question mark on offense? It sounds like there's a lot of reason for optimism, but Give me get a little pes be a bit of a Florida State fan with me. Get a little pessimistic. Oh, yeah. What's the biggest, what's the biggest, you know, blackboard white question mark in the middle? The offensive line just not having this is their first, their first game altogether. Um, so you're and you got a bunch of bunch of new faces who haven't had collectively, you know, 70 starts together. So, you know, that's always going to be a question mark. And then just who's going to step up at wide receiver? They have dominant mm-hmm. running backs and tight ends but who's going to be the one to step up at wide receiver? And is it going to be, you know, something where we're extremely excited coming out of this game, or are we going to be panicking? And so, you know, I think, again, they have the talent, they have the upside right now, which is, I think is scary for everybody. I just just have no idea who's going to be catching the ball. And it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It'll be pretty fun to see that those battles develop in camp and then even play out over the first couple of weeks of the season, which for me is, um, you know, I'm less pessimistic, more, curious because I think what's so different than years past is, you know, if they, if they're number one or number two, the guy doesn't pan out, it's not like they're going to be turned into a walk-on. They're going to be turned into, you know, a four-star freshman or like a top 50 recruit, you know, so it's just, they have some of the horses there to do that, but it's just, who's going to actually do it. But again, it's, it's scary because it's completely unproven right now. I admire the optimism and just the general cheer that comes with having a head coach. (laughs) That's won like a hundred games in 10 seasons. And just being like, we'll see how it goes. Florida State fans are not feeling that, and that's okay, team. I guess the one bright spot would be when you say strong running games, strong tight ends, question marks at wide receivers, is it sounds like if we were able to get up big early, a 14-0, a 21-0 off of some fluky turnovers, I don't care how we do it, this team may have a little more trouble coming back on that than last year's team, just given how they're built. I think so, um, because right now they don't have, last year they were built on, hey, we're going to have some big plays by our running backs, but we have two really big wide receivers who can make up for a lot of mistakes. And they lost Ben Skronik. They lost Javon McKinley, who are both, Hey, you can throw him a back shoulder. You can throw him a 50, 50 ball. And they're going to come down with it. Most times, yep. even though you look the year before it was chase Claypool the year before that it was uh, miles Boykin. So they've always had that big receiver target who they can throw the, and just bail the quarterback out. And coming into this year is the first year in, in a while where they just really, no one really knows who that guy's going to be. 
Um, and so that's, I think they're probably going to might rely on their tight end, but you know, hopefully somebody can step up, but that's just a question mark that again, I have more of an excitement to see who it is. And, and a lot of that comes back to, I'm not setting my expectations. Like last year, I was like, this just should be a playoff team where this year I'm thinking, Hey, this should be a new year's six team. And so maybe that's me tampering my expectations or, you know, setting myself up to just not get as hurt, hurt as I normally do, but you know, take it how you will. Yeah. We've started doing that Florida state too. And, and it's tough folks. It's your host again. Sorry to interrupt, but y'all know I got to help you out. We're getting ready for week one. Everyone's excited. You know, I'm sort of retired from gaming, but you don't have to be if you don't want to be. I do like to pick lines, though. So I am going to do a solo dolo bet on line.ag line of the day. This will make most of you roll your eyes, but uh, look, don't put principles over profit when it comes to this situation, folks. The University of Florida line is ridiculous. University of Florida is a 24 and a half point favorite over FAU led by Willie Taggart in the swamp. Willie Taggart didn't cover that spread when he was coaching Florida State against the Gators. You really think that he's going to be able to cover that spread when he's co- when he's coaching the Florida Atlantic Owls? No, no shot. Give me a break. The betonline.ag line of the day is take Florida minus 24 and a half. And to do it, sign up at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. Get that 50% welcome bonus I always tell you all about. And if all the nerves from, you know, having that kind of action out there gets you hungry, well, look no further than Built Bar. They taste like candy bars. They hit like protein bars. 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of carbs, 5 grams of sugar. Great taste, great protein, low carbs, great people. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your order. Buy them now. Thank me later. The last five minutes we got here, let's talk about what's at stake for both teams. How important, I mean, it sounds like, you know, y'all are coming into the season more, let's see what happens versus we have to have this, but it doesn't change the fact that Florida State and Notre Dame have never gotten the opportunity to play this many times in a seven-year span. I mean, four, right, right? four times in seven years yeah. now. There's always been a sort of rivalry there going back, going back to the Lou Holtz, the Bowden years. I mean, there's always sort of been this culture clash. I don't really, not as bad as the Catholics and convicts with Miami, but there is just sort of, I don't, I can't put my finger on it. There's like an inherent, the rivalry just makes sense. You know, when you yeah. see these two teams, you see these two fan bases, it just is like, they, they should have a bit they of an undertone. They should dislike each other. Yeah. Right. So what's kind of at stake for the Notre Dame fan base? Do you think, what do you think they feel if they win? And what do you think they, they think if they lose? Yeah, you know, I think what's at stake is just the tone for the season and, mm-hmm. and what, what the system looks like with Marcus Freeman as defensive coordinator for his first time. And because he's been praised as the Messiah, which again, all signs are pointing that he might be. And then outside of that, Jack Cohen. So you have a newcomer on offense leading the way newcomer on defense leading the way. So people are going to have a lot of opinions and I think they're going to think that's going to set the tone for the whole year. So it's, it's regardless, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of pressure despite my, feeling of easiness heading into the season. I mean, I think if they lose, it's going to be just absolute panic. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I know that cha- that tone is going to change head into the weekend for both of us. It's easy to oh, be definitely. relaxed yeah, now. Yeah, but I'm relaxed now. I'm chill. Everything's right. good. Everything's fine. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said everything's fine before sending a folding chair hurtling across a fraternity house chapter room with the game on the TV. Good times. Good times. Anyway. Uh, but now I think, I think for us, it's, it's similar to that. What's at stake. It's really, again, like I said, Mike Norvell's coming out party. And I think that, our defensive coordinator has a lot of question marks and he can't get, he can't pull, do what Willie Taggart did. We can't get embarrassed. I know Florida state fans hate to hear that 
I always sound like I'm lowering our standards, but it needs to look like last year or better is my opinion for us. Yeah. I'm not going to get into who's going to win or not because I'm frankly just, I'm going to be a a nervous wreck watching the game. I mean, I I really couldn't think of a better, better opening weekend though. Florida state Notre Dame. It feels right. It because it's kind of out of conference. It's kind of not, it's not all the pomp and circumstance of a neutral site that just is kind of a money grab. It's like in dope Campbell. Yeah. Oh man. It's I'm sorry. You're going to miss it, buddy. It's going to be exciting, but I'm glad you were here with me today. So Phil, Billy G with one foot down the SB nation outlet for Notre Dame. Thanks for stopping by, dude. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And hopefully I'll get on game week and we can chop it up and get the, uh, get the aggression out. Maybe we can get a little angry right before the game. We'll get mad. We'll have a contentious episode. How about that? We'll bring on a Miami fan and we'll, well, you know, we'll use a punching bag. I'm stoked <laughs> for it, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, man. We'll catch you. Awesome.